This is One Pot at a Time. I'm David Viramontes, hosting with... Leanne Leone. And this is a podcast where we recap every episode of the Netflix show, One, One Day, Day at, at a Time. time. <laughs> One Day at a Time. <laughs> One Day at a Time is a show about a Cuban family living in Echo Park, neighborhood of Los Angeles. They're a working class family, single mother, three generations living under one household. Uh, it's a reboot of an older TV show. And uh, this one totally changes things up, refreshes them, brings it to modern times. And it kind of reflects a lot of uh, what today's working class families go through and... Uh, a lot of the Latino experience. And uh, I think that it's a very authentic, it feels very true to what they go through. And uh, it just really connected with me in terms of both like a comedy show, a sitcom that's very funny, but also very relatable and speaks to a lot of like essential truths, I think. Um, but that's kind of what hooked me in. But what hooked you in? Well, my friend from London actually introduced it to me. Shout out, Rachel Scarsbrook. Um, just one day they were like, hey, I want the best for you. You need to watch this show on Netflix. I know you don't watch shows on Netflix, but here you go. And I was just like, okay, sure, down, let's go. And I watched the first, at that time, those two seasons are out. They just released the third season last week. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, so we're starting this like right after the third season released. Right, right, right. So um, first two seasons, binge watched in like two days. Because yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I was like, like Dave said, I was just a lot of it like I relate to, especially being like Mexican-American. I think Dave Dave also relates to that. Yeah. Right? Mexican-Americans <laughs> would relate to Cuban-Americans. <laughs> Oh my god, and just everything they go through, the, like different generations living in one household. I yeah, I go through. The, I have um, that in common with them too. Also with my grandmother and my mom. So I I totally get um, everything they're they're covering in the show, and I think I think it's a really powerful show too. They yeah. they really dive deep into so many issues like mental health issues. It's kind of just a radical idea to present Latino representation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think just like that makes me connect with it a lot more. And mm -hmm. It's been like three seasons, but this is already like one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Literally like out of anything that like this is something that I feel like I could just turn on and keep watching. Like mm -hmm. I've seen it all and I'll see it again and I'll keep watching it. And it just feels like... Uh, it's already like a comfort show. Like mm -hmm. I, I just don't mind watching it if I've seen it any number of times. Mm -hmm. Like I think I'm already like watching it a second time. It's only been a week. Like the whole series. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a really good great show. I think I think anyone could relate to it. Really. Yeah, I really do think that it's for 
for anyone. It just happens to feature these Latino characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it says so much about um, anything that anyone today is going through that I think anyone can find something to relate to in it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go over the first episode entitled... This is it. Awesome. So later episodes, we'll go over other episodes in the show. <laughs> we're but just going to go over all the episodes. We love this show so much. We're committing to that <laughs> right now. You heard it here first. All right. So um, before we begin mm-hmm. talking about the episode proper, we have to talk about the opening credits. <sighs> the great. <laughs> the I, I think that just already draws you into the show, just the opening credits themselves. The Gloria Stefan song. Mm-hmm. Talk about a bop. <laughs> bop of the century. <laughs> bop of the century. <laughs> and then the these old photos, they have like different um like videos and photos of Echo Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just it looks so real. Like there's sites in Echo Park that I've seen that I pass by. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's like a studio or like a back lot. Yeah. It's like someone took a camera to Echo Park, got off the freeway and snapped some photos. Yeah. Like and then also, there's also, like, old photos of the actors themselves, right? Yeah, so there's, like, black and white photos and, like, sepia-colored photos. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're all, they just seem so authentic that I, I wonder if, like, are those real? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they seem very authentic. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, who is it? Um, Penelope. Penelope, yeah, like, was Justina, audience. like, actually, like, yeah. in the military? Yeah, I wonder. Like, I, I'm not sure, but I feel like there's a really good chance of it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks too real, but, yeah, just, just, oh, and then also a big part of the opening credits. Are we, are we going to start talking about this? We're going to talk about this. Portos. Like, portos. Portos, portos, portos. <laughs> That's, like, a staple in any Latino household, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're featured, their logo is featured, mm-hmm. and there are boxes featured. <laughs> and Throughout the... Like, the boxes sitting on the counter in the background of so many shots. That's mm-hmm. just, like, every Latino house has some portos box somewhere sitting. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like... The, the opening credits situate you in this very authentic feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helps situate you in the show. Mm-hmm. Gets you ready for the opening scene. Yeah. And <laughs> if there's a question in your mind, it's like, what what is this? And then this, the titles are like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, the name of that, that song. Also the name of this episode, which starts by... Introducing Penelope's character. Yeah. And so she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And we learn that she's also a veteran. Mm-hmm. And we learn that she's also a single mother. So this mm-hmm. scene is doing like triple duty. It's getting a lot <laughs> of stuff done. Yeah. Communicating a lot of information, but it's also doing it in a way that it's like makes it feel natural. And it's like establishing her character. So she's like caring for others, but she's also like a medic in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's kind of like a lot of uh, different identities that she would fall into, which mm-hmm. I think uh, plays to the show's Just, chance. like, within, like, five minutes, you yeah. learn so much about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then next scene is when she comes home, right? Yeah. Introduces Rita Moreno. Yeah, and so this scene, uh, she walks in with, like, a portals bag again. We're going to hit portals real hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we get, Please like, sponsor us, portals. <laughs> please sponsor us. Please. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Send mm-hmm. some bananas our way. Oh that's that's how we know we've made it, huh? That's how we know we made it. <laughs> We're gonna go, this is it. This is it. <laughs> Yeah, so then we introduce Rita Moreno, dramatic entrance. She just flings open the curtain. We have a problem. Um, this is it's just like very dramatically mm-hmm. like theatricality of her character is like central yeah. to who she is. It's it's a really good introduction to bringing in like, the iconic Rita Moreno. Like yeah. she's on West Side Story, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. one of uh, one of the few EGOTs, mm-hmm. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So like she's like quadruple threat. Oh yeah. And this show, it's like I don't think she's done anything in a while, but this show comes out and like she's like firing on all cylinders still. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's one of the highlights of the show. Mm-hmm. Then we get an intro to Elena's character, mm-hmm. and we learn that um, she's about to turn 15, going to have her quinceanera. Mm-hmm. She's like kind of a traditional 15th birthday extravaganza. Oh, yeah. And so they want to start planning for it. Right. But Elena doesn't want it. <laughs> and so, surprise, surprise, because then we also find out that her character is very progressive and like super fem- feminist, super duper feminist, super duper feminist. And she she's she's well informed on the history of quinceañeras. She brought the receipts. <laughs> she's like quinceañeras were a function of the patriarchy, mm-hmm. and you just hear the other characters roll their eyes at mm-hmm. her, and then, uh, but she's like, no, like this is my thing. I don't want to do it, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you'll do it eventually. Don't worry. Yeah, they just. Uh, yeah, just assume that she's going to do it because they want to adhere to tradition, right? Yeah. Rita Moreno has a good line where she starts mm-hmm. talking about, like, this is going to be your transition into adulthood, into, like, being a woman. She has to have a quinces. How else will we know the day that our little girl becomes a woman? You missed it. I was 12, I was in gym, and ironically, it happened in first period. <laughs> Like just it just kind of highlights the like good joke writing from the show how mm-hmm. they're like, very witty and the characters have a lot of like good retorts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really good. Talks about I don't want to be paraded around. She brings the receipts. She wants to drag her grandma. Yeah. <laughs> to fill. <laughs> <laughs> you are throwing away your Cuban heritage. Yeah, the bad part. I don't want to be paraded around in front of the men of the village like a piece of property to be treated for two cows and a goat. Someone thinks they're worth a lot. <laughs> we know Rita Moreno is not going to let that happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's such a, a good little interaction they have there because you see them like they're kind of against each other. But I don't know. It's still in a way that feels like um, she wants her like Rita Moreno wants her to have the quince. Mm-hmm. And like she doesn't want to disappoint them, but she just like ideologically, she can't like allow herself to yeah uh, play into the this like patriarchal historically mm-hmm. uh, event. Mm-hmm. And you see like the di- differentiation generations between both of them. Like um, Rita Moreno's character Lydia, um, she's very traditional. Um, 
kind of adheres to the patriarchy, whereas Elena just, you know, uh, was, she's, she's going to be 15. Teenagers nowadays, very well informed on <laughs> politi- uh, political issues. Also speaking to the generational divide is um, Lydia starts speaking Spanish there. Oh, right. And Elena just, it goes over her head because she doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But Alex, the boy, he does get it. Yeah, Elena's younger brother, Alex, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he just really understands it right away. And like he took on to learning Spanish, I guess, easier than she did. Mm-hmm. And so he like responds back to his grandma in Spanish. And so mm-hmm. you can kind of see like... He's a bit of a grandma's boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> and what? <laughs> no, it's just good because it's showing, like, the... Between, like, even losing your ability to speak Spanish, like, through the generations, it's, like, it's a part of the culture, but is it, like, essential? Necessary, yeah. Yeah. Elena is still very, like, has a very, like, strong Latina identity, but, like, she doesn't understand Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... It's not detracting, it's just like a different way of understanding culture. Yeah, and creating your own identity as, because they're, they're a Cuban-American family, right? Yeah. So that whole, like, should I learn Spanish? Like, is it necessary? Like, it's cool, because then if you say that you're bilingual on resumes, you're more, <laughs> more likely you'll get hired. But aside, and then like communicating with your family members who don't speak yeah. English. Which, they haven't gotten to that on the show yet. No? No, I don't think so. <gasps> so I wonder if that's something that they'll explore. Maybe. Because this whole ability to speak Spanish, I think, is actually, like, a very foundational aspect of, like, this uh, generational, uh, like, transferring of culture. Mm-hmm. Handing down culture. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, a big part in my family that is always a topic of conversation. Really? Yeah. Still is. It's been <sighs> decades now. It's still going to be a topic <laughs> of conversation. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a really big part that, uh, they could mine a lot more from. Okay. But then we move on to Alex, who he kind of, uh, starts talking about, um, wanting to buy shoes. Right. Okay. And so he wants to buy like an expensive pair and Penelope doesn't want to pay that much. Mm-hmm. And so he's like asking, are we poor? Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're not poor, but like the truth is that they're not like a wealthy family. They have enough mm-hmm. to get by, but it's not like. They can spend a, an extravagant amount of money to buy like these fancy Nikes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're living like paycheck to paycheck, especially in Los Angeles, where the rent is just ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. So the next scene introduces us to Schneider, who's their landlord. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that he mentions is that uh, it's been ten months since they moved in. Right, he says ten months. Which I feel this is uh, a. Uh, a mistake yeah it might be a continuity error because then later in the the is it this season i think it's first season okay like later we see a flashback to the apartment yeah right and that was when elena was a baby so that was maybe like 14 15 years ago yeah so they've been there for a long time yeah so just you know it might be just like a pilot thing they don't know if this, this show's gonna continue and all that so so yeah, I mean, it's just it could be a small error, it could just be an oversight, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of interesting to they didn't have like all the plans for the show written ahead of time. Yeah, you can tell that like they're really just kind of reacting to people's reaction to the show. Yeah, especially because um, I don't know if you noticed in this episode or like in the beginning of season one, uh, Rita Moreno's character Lydia is very flirtatious with Schneider. Yeah. 
very flirtatious. Uh-huh. And uh, that's funny because they don't really play that up later on. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like dims out yeah. later on as the episodes go by. And you can tell like how maybe that aspect of her character has kind of been peeled back, but then mm-hmm. other aspects of other characters kind of get pushed forward. Right. And so that's fun though. But one of the things Schneider finds is um, some antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And he asks Penelope like why she's not taking the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And we find out that he was an alcoholic, but now he's sober. And so just kind of you see them as like a friendship. They're kind of supporting and caring for each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a like, genuine care for her. Mm-hmm. He may be a little tone deaf at times, but yeah, he really does. Like he's a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Even and as her landlord, they can be friends. You can be friends to your landlord. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> we hope you are. So. I think the next scene is when Penelope debates Elena over the Ginza, right? Yeah. And this is a really good scene because they mm-hmm. uh, they switch sides for the debate. And mm-hmm. so uh, they each kind of do an imitation of the other. Mm-hmm. And like they're both real like exaggerated and go out of the out of reality but <laughs> but Elena does like a really good imitation of Penelope mm-hmm. and she's really good at debate and she's mm-hmm. on her debate team and she ends up convincing the family that she needs a ginza yeah which is she not like what she wanted. bamboozled herself in her own debate <laughs> yeah so then turns out they're gonna have the ginza Elena's kind of upset about that Elena's a little salty <laughs> So yeah, then we find out that they're, that they're going to have the quince. And then the next scene is the following day, Penelope is at work. And then we introduce Dr. Leslie Berkowitz. Oh, great character. Love this character. <laughs> he's a real fun side character. Mm. He's a real foil to the family. He's kind of, he's a little tone deaf in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's asking, he's saying like, why wouldn't you take your, your medication? Like it's. Yeah, because she said she wants to trash it, right? Look, if if you had something wrong with your heart and I gave you some medicine, you would take it. But why wouldn't you do the same with this? Yeah. But to be fair, I probably wouldn't take that heart crap either. <laughs> I mean, as a nurse, I would totally recommend it. But as a Cuban, I suffer in silence. A silent Cuban? Hey, I'd like to meet one of those. Penelope is just kind of side eyeing him. Like, yeah. Like, I have to deal with this guy. And, like, every day that's her boss, you yeah. know? Uh huh. He just kind of, you get the sense that he says things like this with, like, good intentions and just trying mm-hmm. to be funny, but, like, nah. <laughs> it comes out the wrong way. No thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so in the next scene, um, Penelope walks into the apartment, and uh, Alex is on the couch, and she's holding, like, five pairs of shoes that he yeah. already got on. And uh, she's just like, what's going on here? Why would you do this? I told you you couldn't get a pair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no need to worry. I got it handled. It's under control. Yeah, it's just, like, this whole, like, return policy thing where if he, like, keeps the shoes clean, he can return them within, I don't know, like, 60 days. Yeah, so his plan po- is to just, like keep them clean and return them and she's like well how are you gonna keep the dirty the bottom clean you've been walking yeah and then he like slips on like he slips off the bottoms of the shoes which are basically like shoe mats yeah he had like tape on the bottom of the shoes Uh to keep them from getting dirty the schneider was schneider has a good shark tank (laughs) joke here (laughs) 
I'm a sucker for Shark Tank jokes. Uh, but Alec responds, uh, well, I mean, you're rich. We have money. Like, you have uh, dad's alimony payments to you. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah. There's, yeah. That's something you just don't talk about. Yeah, awkward. So everyone leaves and Penelope uh-huh. has to have a talk with him. Mm-hmm. And she has a really good line here about, he may be your father, but I'm your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, because she has to play, you know, she has to play both roles because dad's not there, but yeah. she has to keep this whole family, like, under control. Like, you, just in this episode, you see all the, like, different facets of, like, what each family member and landlord, <laughs> like... They just all have opinions. They mm-hmm. all have thoughts. <laughs> and uh, even Lydia is like, uh, you need Victor, you need a husband to help you take yeah. care of it. And so she's kind of getting it from all angles. Mm-hmm. And so after she talks to Alex, in comes Elena. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has her... She's like, you need to sign this test because you got a D. Oh, yeah. Elena gets a bad grade for, like, the first time, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, she wants that must have been scarring for her. <laughs> Probably like low key scarring. <laughs> she's she's determined though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how you know. But yeah, so she does that to like kind of like one up her mom by saying like, "Oh well, I can start just slacking off in school since you're just gonna sell me off to some man since I'm a woman now, right?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's she's trying to like prove her point and mm-hmm. prove her like hypocritical like mentality of her mom yeah and so this just like pisses off penelope yeah she's and had it she's had it she's had it from all angles and mm-hmm. she's just like so tired of dealing with everyone mm-hmm. and their problems and so she she goes to the trash can and she pulls out the antidepressants mm-hmm. and uh, so this is when she she kind of realizes she she needs the medication now she she mm-hmm. wants the help and mm-hmm. uh, lydia is like no like what are you doing we don't we don't take pills, but she's like, yeah, like we're a Cuban family. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. a Cuban family. Like we just suffer, and mm-hmm. but she's like, no, there's just like so much wrong. And she has like, she this is where she, it kind of comes out that like she she's tired. Like she really wants someone to help parent with. Like that was mm-hmm. the plan. Like it wasn't the plan to be a single mother. It was the plan to like co-parent with mm-hmm. Victor, and just like the whole single mother, like the way she deals with it has been like unhealthy, and it's just eating away at her and. Mm-hmm. She just needs someone to, like, be next to her when she falls asleep. She needs a hug. And so that's when Lydia kind of realizes she has to also support. And so mm-hmm. she, like, gives her a hug. And so she kind of realizes that her daughter's going through a lot. Mm-hmm. But then uh, this is kind of where she starts to wrap up this episode. And she goes and talks to Alex and says, like, uh, I know that, like, you need a new pair of shoes. And I saw that you ordered, like, an affordable pair. Mm-hmm. And so you can take off Elena's shoes <laughs> he didn't want oh, to wear yeah, them. Oh yeah, she though. makes him wear them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were uh, multicultural princess shoes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Elena didn't wear them because they were gender specific. Yeah, <laughs> and so he can finally just wear a uh, plain pair of white sneakers. Mm-hmm. And so that's the compromise they come to. Mm-hmm. But then Penelope goes to talk to Elena, mm-hmm. and they kind of was it that? Oh, well, Penelope kind of like talks to Elena, and. So Penelope goes to talk to Elena, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, um, you don't have to do the quinta. Like, it's mm-hmm. totally fine. I, like, understand that, like, part of the reason I wanted you to do the quinta was because of me. Like, I wanted to show you off and show everyone that, like, I was a single mother, and I raised, like, 
successful children and I'm very proud of them Mm -hmm. and I want everyone to know that Mm -hmm. and it kind of it comes into place in Elena's mind she's like all I was looking for was a good reason like I'll do the quince for you Mm -hmm. and so that's when she kind of realizes like I can still continue these traditions that are part of like my culture but I can do them in my own way for my own reasons yeah for a different reason so now so now she's definitely gonna do the quince yeah because it's gonna kind of showcase like her mom's hard work and like raising the whole family and the mm-hmm. landlord. <laughs> yeah, but maybe Elena has other reasons for wanting to have a big party. <gasps> Perhaps. Perhaps we will. And this conversation with uh, <laughs> Elena ends with her saying like, "Oh, I can't believe like you're gonna have a kid soon." And she's like, "Well, I'm not gonna have kids," giving us a hint of things to oh. come. Hmm. Oh, what can that mean? Mm. <laughs> and so uh, this episode ends in uh, Penelope is lying in bed and she she's not really falling asleep. Mm. And then Lydia shows up. Oh yeah, Lydia shows up and Penelope's just kind of like, does she get scared or she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Move over. What? <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm going to spoon you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Mommy, no. Okay. You're gonna like this. It's very nice. Very nice. Oh, yes. Let's see. Let's see. Oh. So Lydia helps her like go to sleep. She's the big spoon. And so uh, they kind of realize that they have to rely on each other and support mm-hmm. one another in order to like just keep getting by. Mm-hmm. And that working together is gonna be what matters and how to continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. The one day at a time was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so that concludes our first episode of One Pod at a Time. Follow uh, us on uh, social media. On One Pod at a, at One Pod at a Time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also send us your feedback uh, to our email, and that's one pod at a time at gmail dot com. And uh, I think Leanne wanted to say something about leaving reviews oh yeah so first 10 reviews on apple podcasts will get a shout out for the next episode so please give us reviews yeah so when we, <laughs> when we hit 10 reviews on apple podcasts we'll give each of them a shout out whenever that is yeah we don't really have a set schedule just yet but um we're excited for the next episode we're gonna go over Episode 2, Season 1 of One Day at a Time. So, thanks for listening. My name's Leanne. My name's David. This has been <laughs> One, One Pot at, at a, a time. time. This is it. <laughs> this is life. The one you get. Trouble and have a ball. This is it. Straight ahead and rest assured.